0: A Fabringan, in Yiddish a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Afton, Tuesdays at 1pm for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hi, FM, this is Rabbi Leviathan, Associate Rabbi, uh, not, no, the Rabbi, Linksfield, it's good to be here, thank you so much, it's an absolute privilege and an honor, we haven't been here in weeks, somehow all the Chagim fell out on a Tuesday, so I think it's been five weeks, six weeks since we've been here, so much to catch up upon. so much to talk about, Just is coming out of a powerful month of Chagim. Entering a exam period here in South Africa, entering uh, the holiday period just now. Um, but more importantly, you know, the, restarting the Torah, re-reading it again from the beginning, from Genesis. There's so much going on. There's so much to unpack. But you can't really start unpacking anything until you're in the right headspace. And the right headspace has always been beautiful music. One of my beautifully my favorite and beautiful songs from Benny Freeman. It's a slow and um, melodious song but called Bishem Hashem in the name of God here on 101.9 Chai FM.
0: This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM.
1: This is Rabbi Levi Avton from Linksfield Shul. And it is a privilege and an honor once again to be here. That w- was Benny Friedman singing B'Shem Hashem, I believe together with Simcha Liner, And it was a beautiful piece of music. So much, so much intensity, so much noise, so much spiritual power has been packed in to the past month. Last week, Tuesday night, is when we officially concluded the Chagim. The holidays, the Yom Tevim, and in the past week we've, in the words of an ancient Hasidic tradition, we've been unpacking the bags, started the process of opening up that inspiration and trying to do something with it. Whether you went to Shul Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and you went to Shul just one of them, you didn't go to Shul any of them, there's no question that over the past four or five weeks, at some stage, there was a certain arousal to an idea of inspiration, a certain awakeness, a certain awareness that there's something more serious about life, and the question is, what do you do with that intensity, and in general, it's not only a question for the past month, it's a question in general, our, our lives um, hopefully have moments that are average, average moments, regular moments, common moments, a regular day's work, a regular dinner with the family, a regular night's sleep. And then there are irregular, there's unusual, extremely awesome or extremely devastating when life, um, you know, lo- seems to have lost that balance and sometimes to the positive and sometimes to the negative. Most of us, you know, un- un- for- there are unfortunate souls who live their entire lives with tremendous uh, tragedy uh, constantly, but most people have many moments of, you know, average mediocre and then moments of intensity. And intensity, as I said, could be either intense sadness and devastation or intense joy and jubilation, whichever one. But what they both share in common, even though they're on both sides of the spectrum, they're they're energies. Deep emotion is an energy. That's what it is. And any energy can be utilized for positivity any energy can be used as a impetus as a instigator of change the question is if we grab that energy and we do something with it what we could call plug in you know you have a lot of electricity in you, in you when you're when you have a deep experience when you have a deep spiritual experience a deep emotional experience a deep epiphany in your mind but then do you plug it in do you then take your electricity and Plug it into the wall and allow it to not only permeate one part of your entity, but your entire entity. Allow the electricity to do a full circuit and to flow through your entire body. To flow throw through, sorry, to flow through your emotions, your mind, your body, to allow the entire self to lift. What do we do with those powerful moments of life? Even I want you to think of it this way. Even intensely happy moments, you can't live with them all the time. The human being is not made to be dancing at weddings every single night. Yes, we love weddings, but if you imagine having 5,000 of your own children and literally every night you're going to a wedding, at some stage it would lose its allure. In the words of uh, the sage Taukitaug that consistent pleasure is not pleasure. The definition of pleasure is that it 's here in a moment, and later on it 's n- no longer here if you 're constantly in that same space you don 't have pleasure there's, you know there 's a limit how many hours you could sit on the bed and still have that same pleasure. You can <laughs> sit on the couch, drive your fancy car, listen to a piece of music eventually that piece of music is going to start grading you because constant pleasure is not pleasure. Pleasure, by definition, means it's an anomaly. It's different than what I felt a minute before, and it's different than what I will feel a minute from now, and that's what makes the experience unique. So most of our lives are lived in a more central, a more average place. As we, you know, you work, you live, you 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 have relationships, but there's no fireworks. Although some people, when they get into a young relationship, they think that life will be full of fireworks forever. For their own sake, it won't be, (laughs) because you can't live like that. Fireworks are nice for a certain stage of a relationship, but at some stage, it wears thin and it kind of comes pathetic and counterproductive. So, those exceptional moments in life that go beyond the average they are moments that beg for us to grab them and plug them in so that we can then take it and, f- with that deep sense of clarity, that deep sense of joy, that deep sense of inner peace that we found at those moments and to continue living our normal lives. It's not about constantly being on steroids, but rather having that intensity softly filtering into our day-to-day life. where suddenly... That moment that we had standing in shul on Yom Kippur where we just knew in our gut that what we're doing is true and beautiful and maybe we couldn't articulate it and we couldn't explain it, but we just knew it. That moment can now allow itself to trickle in to our consciousness even on regular days where we're not standing dressed in white, um, the whole day fasting and, you know, standing in front of God. Even that, it could trickle into those days where we just have the sense of, okay, enough with the cynicism, enough with the doubt. It's real. Let me connect. Let me tap into it. This is 101.9 Chai FM, Rabbi Levi Afton from Linksfield Shul, here on Soul to Soul.
0: This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Rabbi Levi Afton from
1: Linksfield Shul, and here we are talking about plugging and really connecting to incredible moments in our life and allowing it to have its impact. I think, you know, even for those of us who have challenging moments or those of us who are living through great moments, we both know that that's not going to be the rest of our lives. Our lives you know, we will recover from the difficult ones. We will calm down from the beautiful ones, and then we'll start living what's called the normal, regular life. What it's the as we today are in the Rosh Chodesh, we're in the beginning of the new month of Cheshvan, which is known as the month of returning to routine. It's the month of routine after a very intense month of Tishrei. There's no chagim really this month. It is chagimless 100%. It's just a month to return to routine and just get some sense of normality of average and just being able to permeate those moments in our average. Which is I guess the great challenge. Many of us are very good at being happy when we need to be happy, very you know, unfortunately sad when we when the moment demands sadness. But to be able to bring the joy the intensity or the, even the clarity of the difficult moments into the day to day of regular days that's when challenge happen that's when we mostly fail most of us fail in our lives not on the darkest days of our life and not on the brightest days on our life we fail on the average days of our lives when we just get bored when you know i'd imagine that less sins happen Although, you know, maybe it will be described in novels and movies that way, but I think people make less mistakes on their wedding day um, than they make 10 years into the marriage. Or, you know, people will make less mistakes on the day that they're dealing with death in their family than on a regular day. You know, they won't hurt relationships as much as when they're focused facing death as other days. In other words... Deep, intense experiences give deep, intense clarity. But the question is, do we allow that clarity to then trickle down and permeate our day to day? Because unfortunately what we see is how many human beings, and I'm not saying those human beings, us, me, you, how many mistakes we make often just from a moment of unclarity, a moment where, you know, our impulse gets control over our Our sense of self, our sense of what's decent and what's right. And if we're able to allow the moments that we knew with such certainty that this is the person I need to be loyal to, this is the God I want to have a relationship with, this is myself who I want to be congruent with. If we had that clarity throughout the day, we would make so many less mistakes. So the question is, can we allow normal days to be just a little more inspiring? Allow normal days to carry from those awesome, powerful days. Can we allow ourselves to not only have clarity when we're standing Col Nidre and Shul and, you know, just feeling the awesomeness of the experience, but rather on just a regular Tuesday at one thirty at one twenty five PM to just ask ourselves, do I know what I want? Am I living my, my utmost self, which doesn't mean I have to be on a high. It doesn't mean I have to be dancing the streets. It means I'm living my day-to-day, but with such sense of purpose, such sense of meaning, such sense of connection to the people I want to have a connection to, such sense of inner peace that I am who I need to be, and I am where I need to be, and I'm, I'm blessed I'm living in gratitude. I'm living in serenity. I want to play for you a song. It's a song I was introduced to quite recently. It's called Matanot Ktanot, Small Gifts. It's a Hebrew song, um, a most beautiful song, which really the idea of do you pick up the small gifts in life and do you allow those small gifts to inspire your day-to-day? I thought it connects to the theme we're talking about here. This is by Rami um, Um, Kleinstein. I think, here on 101.9 CHI FM. This
0: is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 CHI FM.
1: I thought that was a lovely song, Matanot Kedanot by Rami Kleinstein. Uh, just a beautiful song about Friday night, um, sitting on Friday and just appreciating what it means to be a Jew and what it means to grab onto the small gifts of our collective history. And just... Cherish those small things like you know candle lighting, kiddush, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We all crave to be inspired. We all crave to be alive. And yet, we, as human beings, l- find very funny ways to activate our happiness, activate our aliveness, to become alive. You know, we think that a new item of clothing, of furniture. Uh, transportation will make us happy, or you know, a new experience, and all these things are important. I'm not saying you know we have to walk around looking like you know rags, but those are all nice little you know extras off the carpet. They're just nice strings attached, cute, you know, enhance life, but they're not the purpose of life. And ultimately, when we fool ourselves to think that things and accumulation of wealth is the end, and it's not just a means, just one of the many means. It's uh, when we, it's then that we're looking in the wrong road for our deep sense of life. And there's no question today when you talk to people, there are so many people who are walking dead. They're, they're, they're devoid of joy and deep meaning they're 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 living they're walking um they're talking they're in this world they're breathing they're in relationships but n- no vibrancy in any of that just monotone and vibrancy is what we all crave and that's truly what's One of the major functions that religion offers our life is the gift of vibrancy. The problem is when religion then just becomes another part of our routine and just another thing we do just because that's what we do and that itself loses life. But religion at its core, you know, these parshas, the beginning of the Torah, we're reading these weeks, we're reading from this week at the end, we're going to read about Abraham and Sarah and the founders of faith and Noah and Adam and Eve. But what did Abraham... You know, Abraham and Sarah, what did they bring the world? They brought the world a sense of clarity, a sense of purpose, a mission. What religion, what faith gave the human being originally was a deep sense of purpose, that the world is not just random, the world isn't just pointless, and the mundane isn't petty. The mundane is potential spirituality if you could uplift it. And if we can tap in to the gift of faith, not the routine of faith, which is also nice, you know, doing the right thing every day because that's what the faith demands, but the inspiration behind it, the, the clarity behind it, the purpose that drives it, and then allow ourselves to become a little more vibrant. On a day today, not only when it's Rosh Hashanah, not only when it's Yom Kippur, not only when it's Sukkot, not only Simchat Torah, not only at this intense, you know, the most intense Jewish month of the year, no, on a day today, on a Tuesday afternoon, at the beginning of exam periods, just before holiday, as we're planning holiday, as we're planning what 2020 is going to look like, as we're fetching about 2019, as we're, you know, trying to make sense of a world, In that moment, can I just be vibrant? Can I just tap into the energy, the clarity, and just be a little more alive? It's so nice to be able to talk to God in shul. It's so nice to be able to stand on Yom Kippur and just know at your core that whatever you're doing, even if you can't articulate it, even if the Hebrew words aren't legible, it's so nice to know that what you're doing is true, and who you are. But how about today? It's 135. Have you spoken to God in the last half an hour, hour, day? Not necessarily in a house of worship. In your own mind, in your own little house of worship, in the, your own inner temple. Have you engaged? Have you reconnected to the source? Or when you said this morning, modani, when this, when you Did you connect at that moment or did he just say it? Because it's when we connect to that source of inspiration, when we connect to the, the powerful moments with awareness and agency, it's at that moment that we become alive, when we literally are activated. And we all crave to be alive. We all crave to just... To be happy. You ask people, what's the single biggest dream? They want to be happy. Now, I don't know if they think happy is just watching you know, you know My- Michael McIntyre the whole day. I don't think so. I think what, wh- what we crave is more than happiness. We just crave this sense of connection, serenity, passion, vibrancy. This is the month as we are in Rosh Chodesh, and I wish all of us a Chodesh Tov, which means a good month. We're starting a new month on the Jewish calendar, second month, the month after Tishrei, the month of Cheshvan, and we're now entering a month of routinism, a month of just day-to-day. But the question is, will this month be as vibrant as last month? Will I make this month as few mistakes as I made last month? Will I be doing as much kindness as I did last month. Yes, I'm not in shul the whole day and I'm maybe not sitting in a sukkah all day, but I could still be a person of community. I could still be a person with agency. I could still be a person who's making a difference. There can't be such a discrepancy between the powerful spiritual moments of our lives and the mundane moments of our life when there's such discrepancy that's not healthy because it it, it, it there's no balance it's not infiltrating. It's not spilling through. It's not seeping through. Literally, the Chagim that we just passed, the holidays we passed, should be seeping through us, oozing through us. You should be able to see on me, not that I, I think you can, but if, it, it, hopefully, if I if I had a powerful Simchas Torah, if I had a powerful Sukkot, if I had a powerful Yom Kippur, powerful Rashani, you should be able to see it on me. Obviously not that the level it was then, but something. A jump in the step. A, a clarity. A little more positivity, a little more optimism, a little more love, a little more generosity, a little more forgiveness, a little more maturity. We all are on a journey of growth. That's what it means to live. To live means to grow. I've mentioned him a long time ago on the show. There's a medrash, there's a commentary that tells us that every blade of grass has its own angel that tells it gedal, grow, grow, gedal, grow, grow. How much more so every human being has numerous angels, numerous voices, whatever you want to call it, numerous spiritual potencies within them that's screaming and saying, grow. Do better, grow, mature, be better, be kinder, be more loving, be more vulnerable, be more forgiving, be more spiritual, be more connected. Pray more, learn more, activate yourself more, build meaningful connections more, more, not out of guilt Not out of, oh, I'm such a nebuch, I'm such a shmata I'm such a loser, I have to do better, otherwise I'm an absolute piece of junk. No, I have a sense like, it's amazing to be alive. I want to squeeze more growth out of life. I want to be able to live. I want to be able to, to feel vibrant. I want to be able to look at myself and sit there saying, wow, I actually cope with life better than I coped last year. I'm actually more optimistic than I was last year. I'm actually a better behaved human being than I was last year. I actually control my impulse, my anger, my temptation more this year. That's what growth is and that's what we, we live for. We live for growth. Every single moment that we're alive, it's God in the, coming to us and saying, grow. Be more. Be more. Not be the same, be more, do more, act more, create more, achieve more, just be alive. Such an amazing gift to be alive. I know that sounds extremely cliche and redundant, but it's true. It's so powerful. And each moment we're alive, each moment that God breathes that breath, that soul into us like he did to the original man each moment that we're alive and and breathing is a moment of growth potential a moment of an, uh, overcoming another challenge, a moment of greatness, let's touch them this is
0: 101.9 High FM here on Soul to Soul this is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avzon on 101.9 High FM
1: 101.9 Chai fm this is Rabbi Levi Avtzen. Book lovers of Chai fm your book show is back. From the 1st of November, between 11 a.m. and 12 midday, People of the Book is back on your airwaves. Janice Leibowitz will be chatting about everything book-related, new releases, both local and international, authors, book clubs, writing tips, and much, much more. This is your book show. Be part of it and share what you're reading on books at Chai fm The South African Jewish Board of Deputies invites you to attend its national conference taking place on Sunday, 10th of November, at the Houghton Hotel from 4 p.m. A distinguished panel consisting of Dr. Ruel Koza, Robbie Brozen, Professor Adam Habib, Mary Kluck, and Judge David Unterhalter will focus on the theme, South Africa, Unpacking Reality. Awards will be presented to those who have contributed to our community with a special tribute to Johnny Clegg. RSVP is essential via the S.A.J.B.D. website. Th- that is www.sajbd.org forward slash events. Once again, Rabbi Levi Yatsin from Linksfield Shul. And we're talking about plugging in and creating that unbelievable awareness. Think about it. This week on the end of the Parsha if, you know, if hopefully you could still make it. <laughs> Gosh, this Shabbos is quite a challenge for quite a few people with rugby versus shul going at a serious match. Um, I'm a rabbi, so I'm not going to tell you uh what what I recommend. I think that's pretty common sense. Um, but if you manage to make it a shul and you hear the end of the parasha, which is getting closer to the rugby game, <laughs> then you will hear about a man named Avram and his wife named Sarai. And what they did, they were plugged in. Everyone else in their time was so spaced out. That's literally the best way to put it, spaced out. I mean, like when you think the dust on your feet is a god, you're spaced out. When you think that the sun is a god or the moon is a god, then you're literally you're out of it. You're not plugged into reality. I want to share with you a thought I shared with my community over Rosh Hashanah. I believe it was Rosh Hashanah. Um, when well, I said, you know, many of us struggle with the idea of faith, the, fa- the idea of faith of God. But one way of thinking of it is if you've lost a loved one, whether an immediate relative, a friend, or even somebody you admired, Loss is a part of life, and at some stage in your life, you've experienced loss. That person you lost, if I asked you, are they still a thing? You would say, yes, you don't know what that thing is, but there's a deep sense from anybody who's lost somebody that the person they loved is still somewhere. The love still exists. It didn't just decay in the ground. That. Who they were didn't just die the moment they stopped breathing, but that there's something there. I believe each and every one of us at some stage has this deep sense that what we see isn't all there is, that there's something deeper again. We don't have to necessarily articulate it. That's where faith, religion comes in and starts giving words. And you might be comfortable with those words or you might be uncomfortable with the words. But this idea that what you see isn't all there is, I believe that if you've ever experienced loss and love, you you know it. You know it in your bones. Or when you had your first child, you know it in your bones that they just didn't show up out of nowhere. It's not like a moment ago they were nothing or nine months ago they were nothing and now they're a thing. It, It just doesn't resonate. It doesn't. Again, maybe logic will struggle with that. But I believe that what resonates, what what's true is much more powerful than logic. Not because it's under logic, it's above logic. And Avraham and Sarah had this deep intuition, this deep sense that there's something more. They were plugged in. They didn't believe that the mind is the be-all and end-all. Unfortunately, when we start thinking that the mind is the parameter of truth, then we're down a very dangerous rabbit hole. As if the, you know the higher your i q you have, the closer you are to truth, well, go look at history and see if clever people have been you know such a um, incredible gift when they were just clever without a deep sense of faith and a deep sense of awareness and a deep sense of connection. You could be extremely clever and totally spaced out of truth that deep knowledge that deep awareness that 's what we need we need to plug in we need to. You know, connect and go beyond the cynicism, beyond the doubt, beyond the tabloid, beyond the daily newspaper, beyond the newest scientific invention. I'm not saying, you know, being anti-science, heaven forbid. Science is real. And faith is real as well. And to connect with that deep sense of truth that 3,300 years ago, more, sorry, 30, 700 years ago, a man and his wife connected and changed the world through it just by them choosing to tap into a deeper truth than everyone else, to not be so literal, to not be so black and white, to not believe only things that you can see with your eyes. To connect to something deeper, to to be vibrant. That's for me the message of Avram, the message of Sarah, the message of the t- the month that we're coming out of. To to plug ourselves into deeper truths, to not just live in the shallow, to not just float by, cruise control through life. Yeah, I'm just living. I'm here, just cruising. You know, just looking straight ahead on the road without looking to the right, without looking to the left, without looking But I'm just driving. No! Put on the music in the car. Check the mirrors. Start feeling. Start feeling your own body. Start feeling your own truth, your own soul. Start connecting. Plug ourselves back in. That's the only example I could think of at this moment. Are you plugged in? That's the question you can ask yourself after this month. And going forward as we go into, you know, the wind down period at this side of the world, are you plugged in? And what can you do to plug in? It's so easy. Just plug in. 101.9 high Fm.
0: This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avzon on 101.9 High FM. So,
1: here we come to the end of a show. Um, once again, it's, uh, I missed the show over the past few weeks. The chags were all on a Tuesday. It's great to be back over here. It's, thank you, Craig. Thank you, Chayefem. The studio looks amazing. The energy in the space is positive and beautiful and vibrant. And I just encourage you to, you know, plug in every day on this, uh, Chai FM shows, specifically one to three, the Torah shows, connect. Find something that inspires you. I mean, gosh, earlier today I had to drive to visit someone in the hospital. All I did is just go to the the app, Podbean, and go listen to an incredible podcast, the Torah podcast, which was absolutely amazing. There is so much quality material out there. It's actually insane how much quality material there is for free on your phone. Just go connect. Today, more than ever, we are we have the potential to be more plugged in than ever before, and yet so many of us are less plugged in than we've ever been. So plug in, connect, find something that nourishes your soul. Do it. Let's, let's, let's regain our vibrancy. Let's not walk around with the typical November. <gasps> oh my god, the year is coming to an end. No, 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 just alive, be alive, be vibrant. Connect. Yes, you know, we all have good excuse why to be tired. But life's not about finding excuses to be tired. Life's about finding reasons to be alive. You know, excuses for living at a sub, you know, the sub level of our potential, we all have. We all have excuses to be mediocre, but we also have the opportunities to be exceptional. To really... Give this world what we were sent here to give. Let's do it. Let's just do it. I want to wish you all a Chodesh Tov, a beautiful month ahead, a beautiful year ahead, a Lashana Tova, a beautiful year, a Yom Tov, a great day, shavuot Tov, a great week. May we all be blessed by Hashem to find our points of connection, our portals of entry to our own selves, to our own vibrancy, and let's just be alive. Have a great week.